So yesterday morning we left off with a question from Kulturu about um, the idea that if Balaram is the fullest manifestation of Sakyavasa, but he's not involved as the pre armors like Mongol are, how can we address him as such? Um, and I answered it brief, but I think that the question itself uh, is based on a mistaken preference and a misunderstanding of what I said. So, to clarify for everyone, um, the point I was making is that grudge is that place in which the fullest manifestation of Sakya, both Sakyarasa, can be found compared to uh, the fact that it can be found also in Matura, in Dwarka, but it's also there in Lakshmi, in relation to Ram, and so forth. So in some other places, partial manifestations of Sakyarati can be found. Um, the full face of it is found in Braj. In Balaram, whose appearance we are talking about is in in a sense, the birth of of um, Sakyarasa takes birth or appears in um, in Braj. Now, of course, none of these things are bound by time, by beginnings or ends. Um, but when Krishna, Swami Bhagavan, full of emotions as he is, as we all are, our mode of life is our life. He experiences the emotion of friendship, then that is Balaram. He manifests. If you will not friends, it's not something that happens in time. Um, and so we'll go on about this and um, Bring hopefully much more clarity to the, to the question that, uh, that you asked. Um, so, with, with Balaram, Krishna's emotion of friendship is, is born, so to speak. So that means, boy, uh, one thing that means to us is that Krishna and Balaram are one. They're the same. They're the same, but they're also different. And from Lagu Bhagavatamrita, the work of Rupa Goswami, work in which he makes the point that Krishna is the fountainhead of all um, manifestations of divinity. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is the Paribhas Sutra or the the password to understanding, unlocking the tattva, the Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, and most of you are well aware this is a very important point because, of course, Krishna mentions it in the Gita as well. He says, Aham Sarvasya Prabhava Matasavam Prabhartate. Itimat Bhavatam Temam Buddha Bhavasamamita Raga Bhavasamamita. If you want to give yourself 
entirely, which would be one side of Unconditional love. You have to give without expectation of return. Um, give only the spirit of giving. No alternative or no uh, ulterior, excuse me, um, motives involved. But on the, the the other thing that you have to have is you have to have a center to which you can give that can actually receive. So if we give unconditionally to a center that's not qualified to receive, then the reality that giving is the gift is not going to be experienced in full measure. Because you gave, but it couldn't be taken. And, and then you can feel that also. So the necessity, therefore, for center. Uh, I've often given an example, and it's not mine, but uh, that of the stomach. Um, maybe the Bhagavatam uh, evokes the uh, metaphor of the tree, similar idea. If you want to nourish all, all the flowers and fruits and branches, you pour water on the root. You want to nourish the body, then all the parts of the body need to work for food in the stomach, which has a unique capacity to transform that food in a way that the energy contained in it can be dispersed throughout the entirety of the body. So, so we need a center, and if we, on the circumference, lost the microphone. Um, what about that? <coughs> Should I continue? Yeah. Or? yeah. So if, if we on the circumference uh, are, are uh, agents of giving that, that makes the circle of life, if you will, then again, the center has to be taken. So, thus, we find in Gaudi Vaishnavism that Krishna is depicted, and I would say experienced as well, as the enjoyer. Hmm? Of course, in the context of his enjoying and receiving and taking, the what is given is redistributed throughout the entirety of the, of the circumference hmm? because he is the actual has the capacity to digest right that which is offered hmm? and, and thus return it in a way that uh, otherwise could not be taken advantage of so an important point and Krishna makes it in the Gita when he says that knowing me I'm the source of everything. Everything comes from me. Wants to make it clear. And, and knowing this it means knowing, knowing um, the center. Then you have the capacity to give of yourself to engage in bhajan, to give of yourself, like we find 
amongst the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Um, fully, if you will, Buddha Patrita Marsha used to refer to it as um, non-calculative devotion. Where devotion and worship becomes love, then the object of worship the wor- and the worshiper and the worship that's the bridge between them is, is bridged, so to speak. And the object of love and the love become one. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I believe, what Kavi Karnapur finds in his Leela uh, narrative. Anandavardham uh, Champu, Radharam, making the statement that if you say I love you, then you don't understand love. If you say I love you, then you don't understand love. Because in love there's no I and there's no you. There's only we. I can add that. If there's, if there's, if there's two that are one, then not in a way that cancels out the two, but makes each more than they are unto themselves. Mm-hmm. So those who say I love you, they know nothing about love. Mm-hmm. You can tell that to your wife. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so, so, this is the idea in that in Braj, they don't know any difference between themselves and Krishna in a dynamic sense. In other words, they think that he's one of them. So, this is materialist speaking. 
So we, our sense of self is defined by our attachments, our sense of ownership, and so forth, which of course is false because we don't own anything, as time will tell. And so the I is not something that can be defended or that will endure. I with the time, in this poetic sense, the rising and the setting of the sun, everyone's sense of I is being taken away. Um, but on the other side, bhakti, I described it the other day, um, evoking the word vairagya, detachment, speaking about the universal virtues of detachment or renunciation, and as much as they, uh, it translates out into objectivity, for those of you who weren't there, uh, the point I was making is that everyone really praises the virtues of renunciation in as much as renunciation is about objectivity. You follow me? Renunciation means to step back from something. If you're too close to it, you can't see it for what it is. That close, I'm talking about emotively. So if my emotions, by my emotions, I'm too attached to someone, then I cannot sit on the jury and give an unbiased verdict. So lack of bias, prejudice, um, this is thought to be a virtue. This is thought to be... Um, how we arrive at what's true and what's real, hmm? whether it be in the legal uh, realm or the political realm or the scientific realm, we found out the truth. Hmm? We just follow the facts, right? Is the idea. So, this is the very thing that we do in spiritual life, also, hmm? which is so misunderstood to be an antithesis of that. Spiritual life is thought to be something lacking objectivity and uh, totally emotional and uh, not imaginary and so on and so forth. The way in which these spiritual experiences um, uh, arise, the ground out of which they arise in serious practitioners is one in which they have unplugged hmm, to a large extent from attachments to things and thoughts about those things. And that's what yoga is about. Hmm? So it's a very um, serious exercise in objectivity. It's not something you do just in the lab. You have to do it. It's a lifestyle. Right? A lifestyle. Stepping back. Stepping back enough from the world to see it in an unbiased way for what it is. And then, of course, the beauty of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is that his vairagya is, is not so much of a detachment as it is a vairagya, a special kind of attachment. So it enables that stepping back, one step enables you to step two steps back into the world. What, what, what does he say? The idea of 
Vairagi in the ordinary sense, seeking Sahuja Mukti, to give up everything, to have nothing, um, is Narakaya. Koi William Narakaya. For the, from the devotee's perspective, that is a hellish idea to enter into nearbisation, indeterminate Brahman. No friends, no movement, no bhakti. And at the same time, worldly acquisition, that's like uh, trying to find uh, 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 like sand castles. He says flowers in the sky. It's imaginary. Material acquisition is an imaginary thing. We never acquire anything. We never even touch matter. What to speak of acquire. What we appear to acquire is, is, is also in such an appearance and um, here today and gone tomorrow. Um, so our kind of more full sense of Vairagya in the context of speaking of the virtues of attachment is one that arises out of a special kind of attachment by means here special, peculiar, rag special kind of attachment attachment to Krishna and in a particular way and this reaches its uh, full measure in the residence of Braj who feel that Krishna is mine, is ours. And so, maybe Prabhupada was thinking, let the London people think Krishna is ours. <laughs> that would be good. He's ours. He belongs to us. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who um, uh, took the, the, the vision of Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur to this is a phrase I was looking for yesterday to Lal Chandra follow the video and send it to me thankless task preaching me a thankless task mm-hmm. so he took up the thankless task of trying to interface with the modern world and share Gaudi uh, Vashti and of course we're all here to thank Bhakti you know. <laughs> thank you Bhakti you know. uh, but sometimes it can feel like that uh, thankless mm-hmm. At any rate, the idea that he had, um, the vision, it was Pakistan social property gave some shape to that. In the context of giving shape to that, he acted in a way that was uh, non-traditional in some respects. One of the examples is that he, he um, somewhere, uh, he used a toilet that was... Uh, British, British toilet. You know, in India you can find the toilets on the floor and then don't sit, but squat. Hmm? So, so, so the British apparently thought it was you know, very weird and uh, kind of their particular sensibilities and so forth. So, this is just one example of how Sarsaki Thakur tried to. Uh, be like them enough that they could <laughs> they could get beyond such things and hear what he actually had to say. So there's a famous letter from a lady, a British lady who wrote back 
uh, to friends. Apparently it was kept, I don't know where it is now, but it's a famous letter. And she was speaking about the fact that uh, you know, India's got so many sodden people and, and, and they're not worth listening to. But this one is different, she said. And he even uses English to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> um, so, let the British people think in this case. He's ours. He's ours. This is the spirit of grudges. So this is a kind of dynamic, uh, I want to say, sense of, of oneness that they have in, in love. They don't think the same way or the, the same measure, for example, in Vaikuntha. He's Bhagawan, and we're the servants of Bhagawan. He's there, and we're here, and we connect with him through the calculated uh, engagement in Bhakti. What's the calculation? He's God. He should be worshipped and worship. Hmm? It's not a bad thing. It's a good calculation. It's a pretty good math. He's God. He should be worshipped. We're different. Hmm? This is by Gunther. But it's, 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 from the Godi perspective, it's worship. It's not praying in the full sense of the term. Rupa Goswami admits, yes, there's a bomb and there's a praying in Vaikuntha, but basically all the Sampradayas, all the lineages, whose siddhanta, the ground of their knowing, um, and way of articulating their, their, their faith is, is such that it gives rise to a worshipful kind of love. Uh, they, well, not all of them, some are different, but they all, let's say, he said, all the Sampradayas, all the Vaishnava Sampradayas, they all speak about the goal to be Mukti. Now they have different ideas about what Mukti is and so forth, whether it be Balabha or Nibarka on, on, on a higher end in relation to, to Braj or Ramuja, Matva, Vaikuntha realm, or up to Dwarka in the case of some of the Halwars and Ramuja Sampradaya. Um, <laughs> but it's mukti. But the word that we use is what? What is our prayojan? Rain. Rain is the prayojan. It's very much a Gaudiya term in the way it has been emphasized and used, and rightly so, because what we find in Braj is not worship. And there is no distance between the object of worship and the worshiper. And that which and there's an absence of worship. It's certainly not, at least ostensibly, it certainly doesn't look like Yashodamai is worshipping Krishna when she ties him up, hmm? chases him with a, with a stick. When his friend Sridham wrestles him to the ground and, uh, and brings into question his strength, thinking himself to be stronger, and sometimes he's successful. He may wrestle Krishna to the ground and defeat him, pin him down. Of course, Krishna will say, I won, I won. And Sri Dhamma will say, what are you talking about? He said, my nose was up and your nose was down. Therefore, you lost. <laughs> so he never loses. That's not a problem. <laughs> but the point is, 
that the, their, their interaction with the object of their love is, has no uh, visible sense of worship hmm? that again as much as it takes us from this world and brings us in the presence of God it nonetheless keeps some distance between ourselves and, uh, and the worshipful deity so non-calculative devotion to use the term and by contrast calculative devotion would be um, the uh, love if you will in, 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 in awe and reverence so in Braj um, again brother I said this no, when you say this I love you then I don't understand um, what, what, what is love so um how do we get there? This is our, this is our ideal. Right? This is Braj Bhakti. Mm-hmm. And uh, brain is the prayer And there is uh, uh, a minus, is, is possessiveness, is uh, central, is the Zulub Laksham, the primary characteristic of this uh, type of brain. Uh, So Sakibal, hmm. yeah. Balaram, Krishna's two, Bhagavan Swayam. Hmm. So if you want to have this kind of love, which is non-calculative, which is constitutes full giving on our part, unconditional, again you have to have a center that can accept it. Narayan will accept worship under certain conditions. It has to be done like this, it can't be done like that. You have to face this way, it can only be done at this time, and so forth. Mahabhava says, Nam-nam-hari bhavadani vasarva-shakti-statarapita niyamita-smananeya-nvala The method of my worship Nam-kirtan. It has no such regulations for time, place, or circumstance. Hmm? It's a different species. Very peculiar. One that is hard to understand in Vaikuntha. What is that? How can they relate in, in that way? Hmm? Right? So this Krishna's two Bhagavan Swami is a very important uh, point. Uh, Krishna's claiming himself to be such, and he says those who understand this point, then they have in place one part of the equation that constitutes love in full measure. Raga Pavasamita. Those who know this about me, who understand this point, hmm? They worship me, Buddha Pavas Amrita, which is actually much like a chanted Raga Pavas Amrita, with non-calculative uh, devotion, love. So Krishna is the something the family get there, the central point, right, of love, tattva for our sampradaya. Um, uh, if we would say, and we do. As I mentioned, Krishna's true Bhagavan Swayam, this is 
the central, in brief, uh, one pada, one line, that tells us what is the tattva of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Now we ask you, what is a, in a word, what is the bhava, word or two, what is the bhava of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? Hmm? I'll give you a hint. We have tattva and bhava. <laughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to South India. No. When he was in South India, he found a couple of books. He brought the books back to Puri. One book was the fifth chapter of the Brahma Samhita. And he said, in this book we find the Siddhanta, the Tattva of our, our group. Right? Because the book says, Ganesh is like this, Shiva is like this, Durga is like this, Govindamari, Purusham, Tamahambadhyami, all in relation to Isabhaka's abode. Hmm? Sacred geography of the hexagon of the Golok. Hmm? And then who are all the gods and all the goddesses in relation to Govinda. So it's a book that's saying Govindamari Purusham, Adi Purusham, it means Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swam, he's the Adi Purusha, the original person, right? So, what was the other book he brought back? Somebody must know, thought it would be you. Krishna Karnamrita. Krishna Karnamrita. And there we find the Bhagavad of the Sampradaya in the word two, which is Jayadi. This is the Bhagavad and Krishna's two Bhagavan Mm-hmm. Once I was talking to Chaitanya Goswami from the Radharamanda Swami many years ago. He was telling me how he was a young boy when Prabhupada came to Vrindavan and he met him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and this was in the midst of his uh, having formed Iskran and brought the bodies there and so forth. And it was a big uh, event. Ongoing big event in, in, in Braj in those days. Uh, we were very colorful and stood out. Um, so much, you know, when I, these are days when you never, ever, the only car you ever saw in Mandalay was the car they brought Prabhupada to the temple in Delhi and they parked it. That was it. We never, ever saw a car. If you wanted it, we took the Radharani Express from, from, from uh, Calcutta, really. Not to leap to to, to to Matura. The only way to get to Vrindavan was was by like horse and buggy or rickshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very different. And Ramanadi uh, was like a dangerous place in the forest. Mm-hmm. At any rate, uh, we Western people but not brought. Uh, it was quite a Quite a show you can imagine for the local, local people. Um, but Chaitanya Goswami, when he met Prabhupada during these early days, and he, and he, he told me, I met Prabhupada Ji, Swamiji, and uh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but it's like Gaudiya Vaishnavism coming from Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvitaka, as I mentioned earlier, it looks a little different than the way it was presented uh, and it expressed itself. Even for centuries, when Bhakti Sanat Sarasvati first came to Braj, 
<laughs> he was accompanied by two of his disciples who he had given sannyas to, who were dressed like Catholic priests, you know, with a traditional dress of black and the collar and tilak and the shaved head and sika. And he was trying to think of, how are we going to send these? We got these English missionaries coming here trying to tell us how to worship God. We're going to send our missionaries over there. Hmm? And we're going to tell them, we, we, we've got some ideas too. So this, this is his trying to, as I said before, get some shape to the vision of Bhakti Bhaktivinoda And he was able, due to his standing, really, in, in experiential spiritual life, to make adjustments to, to details like this. Sometimes there's a complaint that Bhakti Siddhanta instituted the sannyas. He took, he took sannyas from a picture and then he, Sannyasa is not part of the body of Vaishnavism. Hmm? White is the right color of these things and so forth. And powerful arguments. Powerful arguments. <laughs> um, of course, he, he took Sannyasa from the picture of Gopi that's true, but he, he said that he received the, the, the Sannyasa in a dream from Gopi and then he formalized it. Uh, so to speak, before the picture. Um, and Gubinda Basya Baldev Bhusan makes clear that, that that there are instances in which mantras are passed on in dreams. In fact, we have a huge and foundational, if you will, example in Gaudi Sampradaya of this. What is that? In Briyat Bhagavatamrita, the protagonist of the second canto of the great Bhagavatamrita, um, the protagonist, said, no, that the, the student of Gopal Kumar, Janasharma, his story is there. He received the mantra, is it, was it Gopal mantra? From Devi in a dream. And he was chanting it, and, and uh, it worked. <laughs> It took him to Gopal Kumar, his teacher guru, who is said, played out in the story by Sanandru, that was sent, was a, was a, a Priyanarma Sakha in Braj, and was asked by Radharani, go pick up this fellow, this mature Brahman. He's in Braj, chanting Krishna's mantra, and I want you to bring him here. And Saru, which is the name Golok, Kumar's name, Sarup said. And so that day, I got the order of Radharani. But if I was to follow the order of Radharani, I wouldn't go to Gokavari with Krishna. But if I please Radharani, Krishna would be more pleased with me. So I was happy to went, came here to you, and I'm sharing my story. And you know the story. The point is, you receive this moment of dream. Our whole Sankaradaya is coming out of this book, in a sense, the great Bhagavatamrita. So, something to be said for some dreams, not all dreams. <laughs> <laughs> if you dream about me and I tell you the right thing, then it's a real thing. <laughs> Anyone else says it, it's an imposter. <laughs> so, then he, he uh, uh, established some type of um, where his desire was to establish some type of sannyasa order, and he did. 
uh, to an extent. And he he uh, he, he dressed them in in, in saffron cloth because he knew that the Ram Krishna mission was doing things like that. And in those days, when I first went to India, I landed in Madras and I went to Calcutta and on to Navadweep in I don't know, 1971 or 72. Um, for the first, it was the first festival for the, the Wisconsin festival of my probably the person invited me to come. I was in Australia at the time. When I, when I came to Calcutta, and Calcutta was an ocean of white cloth. Just an ocean of white cloth. If anyone's standing with a saffron, orange, red, though they stand out, it's like, like a sore thumb, right? And hmm? um, things have changed. But uh, this is, uh, and this was, uh, what, 40 years, uh, 30, 40 years. 30 years after Bhakti so you can imagine the saffron cloth it stood out as it did in the time of Mahaprabhu and he took it as a preaching strategy Mahaprabhu accepted Sanyas as a preaching strategy that people would pay attention to him that it would create a teaching moment a teachable moment they would say oh just like you say oh there's a policeman slow down right? he's got his uniform on and slow down so, seeing the, the spiritual uniform, the, 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 the color that has traditionally been identified with, with those who, who give up the world, and, 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 um, the, 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 the Gyanis in, in, in the dominant Advaita uh, Vedanta sect and so forth. So, he, 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 he raised like this Pakistan, let's create a teachable moment. And meanwhile, the, the, the renounced sector of Gaudi Vaishnavism was, uh, in many respects, dubious. Hmm? Wearing white, renounced, like the, like the Vrindavan Goswamis, but doing parakya in the Sadhaka Deya. That's not a good idea. Hmm? Not in your practitioner's body. We won't do parakya. Hmm? Run off with somebody else's life. To practice. <laughs> you have to practice. <laughs> no. We want to practice in such a way that you will get that kind of perfection. That you have to conduct yourself in your body and in your mind like the Goswamis of the Dhabha did. Sankhyanam, Nama, Sankhyanam. Chanted a regular number of rounds, they just recommended in the garage, and so they look like sadhus. So, yeah, he, he, so he, as far as we talk, he, he, he made some innovations. Um, oh, Sanyas, very bad thing. Very bad thing. Against the rules of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It is, it is, Hari Bhakti Vilas, Sanatana Swami, has said to wear white, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, he also gives the Sanyas mantra there in Hari Bhakti Vilas. We have to look it up. But, Gaudiya Vaishnavism created a renounced order. 
and it's called Beg or Vesh or whatnot. Hmm? And well, some say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself said that there should be no sannyas in Kali Yuga. Finished. These rebels, they want to go against Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's own mind and claim to be uh, his followers. And Mahaprabhu himself said, no sannyas in Kali Yuga. That's very strong pramana. Of course, he took sannyas in Kali Yuga. Hmm. Actions speak louder than words. And what were the words? Where did Mahaprabhu say no sannyas in Kali Yuga? Do you know? You know. Right? Conversation with Chandkazi. With Chandkazi. What was he talking to the Chandkazi about? He was talking to the Chandkazi about the fact that in his religion, the Chandkazi was killing his mother, as Mahaprabhu put it, through the pen of Krishna's copyright. Because the, the Muslims were killing cows. And cows it is the mother. So the Chandkazi was learned, and he replied, Well, in your Hindu religion, you also kill cows. Because you have these uh, Vedic sacrifices, Ashtameda, Gomeda, hmm? sacrifices. So, and then Mahabhu quoted from the Purana, Five things not to do in Kali Yuga. One of them is accepting sannyas, beginning a child in the womb of your wife's, your brother's wife, if your brother was incapable of doing that for biological reasons, that is forbidden. Uh, uh, and animal sacrifice, the Vedic animal sacrifice forbidden in Kali Yuga, these things. Mm-hmm. So the context was that he's quoting a verse, the purport that he is emphasizing in quoting the purport is that no, we don't do animal sacrifices in Kali Yuga. Mm-hmm. He wasn't saying, don't take sannyas, Chandakazi, in Kali Yuga. He was saying, don't eat meat. This just happened to be part of the verse. And then we look at what he did by his actions, and actions, as I say, they speak louder than words. And what, what is the Purana speaking about? We should look at the section. What is it? Brihanarati of Purana or something like that? Hmm? It's probably a section about. What is this section about? Um, Kalivarta. Hmm? Kalivarta. Kali Yuga. Kali Varja. Yeah. It's forbidden in Kali. Hmm? Uh, different actions forbidden in Kali. In Kali Yuga, yeah. But relative to the uh, Dharma mark, Karma mark, Varnashram, hmm? this is what it's relative to. You know, it's said, Shruti Smriti Purana Adi Panchala Jiki Binimirai Kanti Yoraya Bhakti Rupachai Vahalpate. About that. If you don't follow the Shruti, the Smriti, the Puranas, etc., then your bhakti is just a disturbance to the society. Therefore, you better follow the Mama Samhita, right? Very carefully. Otherwise, your bhakti will be a disturbance. But no, 
this is a misunderstanding of the verse. <laughs> the verse is saying, the implication of the verse is, relative to your path, because within the Shruti, the Smriti, Purana, Adi, etc., you're going to find Varnashram mark, the Karma mark, you're going to find the Gyan mark, you're going to find maybe Yoga mark, a little different, um, and you're going to find Bhakti mark. So relative to the path, the mark that you're on, then you have to follow the Shruti and the Smriti Purana in relation to that path. It doesn't mean that bhaktas in, in the school of Uttam Bhakti have to follow the uh, directives of the karma mark, otherwise their bhakti would be affected. Indeed, that would be karma, that is bhakti that is covered by karma, hmm? which goes against the very definition of bhakti given by Rupa Goswami. Jnana karmadi like you have some some devotees today, they think it's very important that well, it's clear they say women can't be gurus. That's obvious because women can't wear the sacred thread. And if you don't give the sacred, how can you give initiation without the sacred thread? It's really easy. It was done for centuries and centuries. Indeed. For centuries, the Brahman thread was taken off by those who had it by the time, at the time of receiving Vaishnav Diksha by way of saying, now I'm entering into a different path that, as I said, it dances on the head of Varnashram. Hmm? So, this is an example of this kind of idea. It's an example of, arguably, bhakti that is covered by karma. Hmm? It's not a uttam bhakti conception. And of course, we have many beautiful uh, gurus amongst the women class in our own midst uh, to be, to be a <laughs> work in progress. <laughs> History. <laughs> the men women gurus, of course, in Godism. So, Bhakti Siddham Sotakya, he totally created a sannyasa But my point is also, there is also, there's already a renounced order in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and what the text is talking about from the Prana is that there's a certain hardship involved with sannyas that for Kali Yuga people will not be possible to endure, and the classical sannyas from the Puranic sensibilities involves things like wearing tree bark for your clothes and, uh, and such. So these kind of hardships are not possible for Kali Yuga people. This is basically the point. It's not a statement that is, in essence, against the principle of giving up and renouncing the material attachment. That's, that's, that's 101 uh, ABCs of spiritual life. I mean, you're in the karma mark, and if you want to move from the karma mark or the religious path to a spiritual path, the simple step is nishkam karma. What, do you, what makes the difference between the religious path and the spiritual path? Factoring in renunciation of the fruits, the one's action, from property to liberty, to path of acquisition, to the idea that less, less is more. Even the Buddha said, or some following. That's <laughs> good. Less is more. Hmm? So the Purana, the Purana is not 
mandating in Kali Yuga against a core um, uh, kind of baseline, foundational point of uh, ground groundwork, uh, the ground on which out of which spirituality arises. I mean, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Sampradaya, there is a metaphorical tree that Krishna Skaparasva Swami speaks of uh, that was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself and another, and then they had two branches of Vedas and Nityananda, two of the trunks split into two, and then many, many branches of fruits and flowers of grain and so on and so forth. And the roots of that metaphorical tree were the nine sannyasis, Keshava Bharati, Brahmananda Bharati, Brahmananda Puri, and so forth. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi. And Sanatana Prabhu established some type of renounced order. And they had to undergo the same hardship as anybody else. I mean, the Goswamis themselves certainly uh, set an extraordinary standard of, 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 of renunciation. So, it's such a minor point. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, it's such a detail. Mm-hmm. And to make a detail into a principle, mm-hmm. that is a real big problem. That is the real problem. Mm-hmm. And if you combine the results of such a preaching strategy, which will be mixed, admittedly, any preaching strategy will probably have some mixed results, there will be good, and there will be some downside. Every preaching strategy that you may hatch out of a compassionate heart uh, has a shelf life. Time and circumstance change, and so strategy for a certain time and circumstance will not be applicable in another time and circumstance. And then if it's accepted as a principle, mistakenly, and then try to employ it in a different time and circumstance, you will have an object, a, a, a de- detrimental results, and so forth. And, uh, so it's important we will sort these things out. That requires some insights and realization. What are principles? What are details? So Sarasati Thakur, I mean, he had good results. We're all here. Uh, our Shraddha, the Shraddha in Bhakti, the entire international community of Gaudi Vaishnavas it's coming out of our particular party bar that Sarsapatov would like to refer to as the Bhakti you know, party bar. It's the one party bar that, that prints and sells books everywhere. And so if you're a member of the Gaudi, of the, as I said before, the Bhakti Vinod party bar, and then you leave, which some people do for good reasons because it was misrepresented and so forth, they go somewhere else, this Baba or that Baba or this Maharaj or that, whatever, then they get there and they talk and they want to print books. One, and he goes, what are you talking about? Distribute books, you want to take me to New York? What are you talking about? We don't do that. That's the fucking know people. <laughs> Maybe we want to go back to that. So, it's rather uh, a unique uh, feature of our party bar, this kind of uh, dynamic uh, preaching hmm? that um, that has at its core, the ability to adjust details in order to bring about the desired result. 
And it doesn't mean to say that that adjustment of details is something that for all time and circumstances it has to be within them, within the party of ourself, then sometimes be stopped and turned off and rethought and, and so on and so forth. So he did this. Bhakti Sudan source. I'm not sure how we got to him, but he, he he's an important person, so <laughs> so uh, um, uh, he came to Vrindavan, yeah, I said, with the monks. So he adjusted uh, uh, the, uh, the details. And what was the point? Um, we were talking about Krishna's two, Bhagavan, Svayam. Bhagavan is finding his dot in front of Priyam Yeah, that's the beginning with all. We're going to get back there. We're going to have limb here. Oh, the Baal and the Siddhanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be down right there. So the Baal is the Siddhanta in one book, the Baal in another, Jayarati. This is the basic, central idea. Still, we need another point. <laughs> another link. Another link there. Anyway, maybe it comes to me. I'll come back to it. But Jayarati. So, uh, so, Yeah, so, this is the point. So, when Chaitanya Goswami said that he met Swamiji Prabhupada when he was a young lad in Vrindavan, and he wasn't sure about it, because they were different. That was my point. There was Prabhupada as a sannyasi, and he had these Western disciples, and they were looking a little different than the traditional expression of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that he was familiar with and, and, and was uh, uh, part of the local uh, scene of Vrindavan, so he, he had some doubt. Are they, are they Gaudiyas or what? So he said, I asked Swamiji, I said, Swamiji, what, uh, how, how, do you, how, do we please, how can we please Krishna? He said, how can we please Krishna? And then Chaitanya Goswami said, and Swamiji said, oh, you have to please Radharani. He said, then I knew he was the one. <laughs> He's a good He looks a little different. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Indeed, he certainly did. Uh, on his voyage across the, the ocean, you know, he wrote the famous poem. We, we cited some of it yesterday. But there are reasons. What is the refrain? No, 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 no. So, this is his point. He reasoned with uh, with Krishna. Oh, my friend Krishna. This is my thought, he said. That if Radharani is pleased with you, then your life will be successful. If you can get Radharani's favor... Then, then, then your life will be uh, perfect. And he said, "This is this is fixed like the pole star. This is this is what your the 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 orbit of your life in terms of its perfection moves around this. The extent to which Radharani is pleased with you, then your life has meaning and value." This is what he said to Krishna in his prayer. My dear friend, he said, 
the highest thing. Oh, brother, I, a bit of advice. That's <laughs> how I'm thinking. If right or wrong is pleased with you, then your life will be successful. Christian would. I'm thinking like that. Suddenly, like one of my close friends would talk to me. Hmm? And, yes. And then he said, and, my Buddha Dave is Nainamani Manjari. Hmm? She is a servant and maiden of Radha. Bhakti Sanat, the great Bhakti Sanat, so as in the solid plane. They asked me to come to the West and preach Gauravani, Gauravani Prachari, teaching the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I am thinking that if you give me the power to fulfill the desire of Radha's Manjari, that Radharani will be pleased with you and your life will be successful. <laughs> this is his prayer. And I think that uh, Krishna gave him some power. <laughs> he said, you want power? That, take it. What will I give you? I'll give you Balaram's power. Nityanandavesh. Nityanandaram. I'll send all his power within you. Then you'll be successful. Like I said the other day, when he returned from America, she and Marsh looked at him like, something happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> and for the spiritual scientist, he detected what it's Nityananda's power is coming in. And he's going to work like Nityananda, begging people, chanting, be happy, and going to the foreign, fallen people, simple people. So many examples he gave and so forth. So, anyway, we have the Tattva, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, we have the Bhava, Jairadhi. But Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is where we began. And the point being this, that Krishna is the source of all manifestations of divinity. And these different manifestations of divinity constitute different emotional waves within the ocean of Krishna's emotional reality. So when the wave of Sakya comes, friendliness. It's Balaram. So Balaram is Krishna. Right? He's one with Krishna. This is a, an important point of Tattva. Krishna and Balaram are one. At the same time, he's different in, in Balavish Vede in terms of Bhava, and also in terms of uh, the color of his complexion. These are the two things. Citing Lata Bhagavatamrita, Rupa Goswami, Krishna is taken from that, and Chaitanya Charitamrita, and represented the argument there. All the di- we're wearing all the different types of manifestations and avatars of Bhagavan Sri Krishna are, are mentioned. Mm-hmm. So this is very technical and, and uh, Kind of complicated, uh, but in Braj there are two types. So we have um, Prabhav Prakash and Vaibhav Prakash. Prabhav Prakash means that uh, Krishna manifests in a form that's exactly the same as his Swayamrupa. Hmm? 
And an example is that when, when Krishna went for the uh, picnic lunch along the bank of the Jamuna, bank with the Agasura Lila, the Brahma Lila, and when they sat down and packed for lunch, then he manifested himself next to every coward boy. Each coward boy thought, Krishna sitting next to me. And each one was right. Hmm? In Madhuriya Rasa, we have the same example, right? In Rasa Lila, Krishna manifested himself next to each gopi. Each gopi thought Krishna stands in with me. Each one was right. Hmm? Only Radha complained. <laughs> <laughs> Just to teach us. That's her position. Hmm? Right. Hmm. We might figure out who, who's who of grudge. <laughs> so, there are instances like this. How many, how many, how many, um, Prabhupada Prakashas are there of Krishna in Vrindavan? As many as there are devotees in circumstances where such is required, like this Sakharas Rasa instance I described, or this Madhuri Rasa instance in Rasa Liga. So they have this unlimited. Now, the other type is Vaibhav Prakash, where Prakash, the manifestation of himself, is different. And the difference is in, in emotion, in bhava, and that will have a corresponding difference in, in complexion. Hmm? Otherwise, I said, Balarma and Krishna are the, are the same. Hmm? So, how many Vaibhavakashas are there in, in, in Bhartava? Only one. That's Balarama. Hmm? Only one. Vaibhavakash. Uh, Krishna's complexion is like sham, indigo. Hmm? It is the color of romantic love. Every color, every color has corresponds with emotions like you know, warm colors, cold colors, and so forth, and spiritual colors, and whatnot. So, in the Indian aesthetics, of course, then. All the emotions and corresponding colors. Rupa Goswami is drawn from there to some extent, innovated as well, to describe Bhakti Rasa. And so, when he goes through the different Rasas, he also assigns that the colors that correspond with them as taken from, from any of the principal secular books. Uh, Rasa, like Bharat's books or the other Vishwanatha, and so on. And so, on. so that anyway, the color. Sometimes people ask, "Why is Krishna blue?" And this is the answer: This is the color of charm. Is the color of romantic love. And uh, by contrast, Balram's color is Pandur, Pandur, white. Like Marupandu. <laughs> White color. Hmm? White, but Rupa Goswami describes like a crystal. Or in other places, he's been described as white, like, like the moon. So this is a special kind of white, because each of these examples from the natural world, the moon and the crystal, say something more to us than white, 
they also have a uh, speak to us about reflection, right? They're re- they're reflective, really. The moon's light, for example, derives from the sun, reflected on the surface of the moon. It is, the moon is able to reflect the light of the sun and show it in another way, in a way that's much more pleasing to look at than the sun itself, right? Much more soothing. And that, that unlike the sun, which is gone, lights the night when we can't see. Just enough to make your way uh, to the rendezvous. Just enough. And to excite the night also. Excite the night. So, reflective life. Balaram is uh, described like this. Uh, that means that the light of his life is Krishna, and he's reflecting that. Hmm? He's, he is Bhagavan, reflecting in, in the mood of the servant of Savaka Bhagavan, hmm? reflecting back on the Savior Bhagavan, he who is saved. So, if you look at Balaram, you see Krishna. Because that's what he's all about. He's all about serving, representing in, in certain instances and so forth. And believe we'll maybe get to some of them. Um, Krishna. Mm-hmm. So he, yes, he is Bhagwan. So he is an object of love. He is someone in whom we can repose. Uh, Sakyabhava and his friends do, but uh, along with Krishna. We could say they go together, Krishna and Balaram, as an object of love uh, uh, in general, it's Sakyarasa. Um, but Rupa Goswami has more emphasized the, the bhava of Balaram as a bhakta in Sakyarasa. Then he has emphasized his position as, as Balaram. So he, what he's doing is emphasizing, but even emphasizing how Balaram is. is Deity and more so example of devotion. Hmm? Example of devotion. It's almost like he's like the, like the Shakti Tattva next to the Shakti Man that is Krishna in the combined form of Krishna and Bhagavan. The Shakti is the, is the vessel of love hmm? and Bhagavan is, is the object of love. Yes, he's also an object of love for Sakyasa, but, but his primary focus is on his, his, his serving Krishna in Sakyabhava, and that also relative to the mixture of his Sakyabhava with Dasya and Vatsalya. So he he presides over the entirety of Sammanadugha Bhakti, means Vatsalya, Dasya, and Sakya, and so within his constitution we find, if you're a motive constitution, we find Sakyabhav, mixed with Vatsalya, a tinge of, a pinch of Vatsalya and a tinge of Dasya. Um, but this is Sakyabhav Sankul. It is Sakyabhav with these mixtures. So Sakyabhav is predominating. With regard to this mixture, what we find in this mixture is a bringing together of incompatible 
process. Second, second, I'll say this capacity here because Vatsalyabhav is 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 not compatible with Madhuryabhav. Rupa Goswami says, not a drop. You can understand it. If your parents, your elders, teachers, and so forth, want to have a romantic relationship with you, this is the problem. You understand? Romantic love and parental love, the Melvisher, the teacher's love, they don't go together. So if you see that, then back off. They don't go together. But it's possible that with parental love can come some friendship, especially if it gets a little older. Hmm? Um, and with regard to service, also, service and Vatsalya, uh, they don't go together either, but, they can, but it can be mixed with Sakya. So there can be an older brother who has a well-wishing for the younger brother in Sakya Rasa, and there can be a younger brother who has a bit of a servile attitude in the context of his friendship to his older brother. So Sakyasa brings these uh, um, together in a, in, in, in a beautiful way, and Prasanthabhadi Bhagavad who presides over the entirety of Sakya Vatsalya and um, Dasya Bhav of Brunch. Dasya Bhav of Brunch, of course, is predominantly almost 99% of it is tinged with a little bit of Sakya. So you have Sakya tinged with Dasya, and Dasya tinged with Sakya, the opposite. That's why it's all Bhagyam, Nanda Gopa, Vajokasham, Mitram Paramanda, Puna Brahma said, and he said it with some emphasis, after having glorified Vatsalya Rasa, seeing the mothers, fathers and cows caring for their their boys and the calves in a way that that was uh, extreme hmm? and I think Marsh talked about it yesterday and he realized Father realized oh, there's some speci- something special going on here right hmm? as in the and Leila So, Balaram, Brahma, he's saying he has to glorify that and saw that. Witness this is very extraordinary. Um, and then after that, he glorifies the Sakyarasa. And he, because it was a emphasis, a hobagyam, a hobagyam, nandagu pravajokashim. Vishwanathakarasthaka says he's speaking about his, about Sakyabhava here, special. Of course, as we mentioned the other day, the Brahma of the Bhagavatas appears to be influenced by this. And um, and he's marveling at it and describing the brudge, appropriately so, as like land of friendship. Puna Brahma Sanatanam. Puna Brahma. Jiva Goswami makes the point. What's being talked about in this verse, Rupa Goswami invokes the verse to talk, to describe the Bishop 
ashrayam, the, 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 the vessels of love and sakirasa. Hmm? And how their love is eternal. Puna Brahma Sanatram Yandhitram Paramanandam. He says, here the word param, param, Purna Brahma is used. There is no meaning to using the word Purna Brahma in relation to Brahman unless there is something different about, about it from, from Brahman. Understand? Why are you going to call it Brahman? Name for the absolute Purna Brahma. What could be more full than Brahman? It means both, you know, it's like, it's like everywhere, I'm all-knowing, all-pervasive, this is Brahman. What is poor Brahman? I mean, it's like, almost like a, a contradiction. Very full. How can there be an unfull Brahman? Unless there is something called Purna Brahman that's different than Brahman. And the difference is that it's a determinate Brahman, Brahman, rather than indeterminate. It's with vishesh, difference, variety, and the kind of movement and variety that love requires. Nirishesh hmm? Brahman, that is a... How much scope for love there? For existing and loving to exist? Yes, you can love to exist in Brahman. If you want to exist to love, Brahman is not the place to be. <laughs> There's no one to love there, and you've got to find somebody to love. Judge <laughs> So, that's where you go. Go to the local. There's the poor of he was everywhere, is moving. And the force, the power of the moving, that's Bhakti Devi. Making him move. Turning him into something lovable. Turning Brahman into something lovable. So this is a whole bhagyam, a whole bhagyam, another gopavish. So fortunate, so lucky. What is the good fortune of the people of Braj, and these cowards in particular? But it's by extension, the people in, in, in general, all of the inhabitants of Braj. Because in a general way, besides how the, the cowards have him as their eternal friend, hmm? Sanatana means eternal. Jiva Goswami ties the word to Mitram. Hmm? The eternal friends. So he says there's a real, there's a reality, like, you know, um, what is the theologian? C.S. Lewis, was a, a, a Christian theologian, wrote a book about love, and he had, I think, four cardinal types of love. One of the types is friendship. Hmm? It's an interesting book. But he's talking about it in the world. <coughs> is there an eternal friendship? This we come to with Lodi Vaishnava. So, Upa Goswami is establishing there's, there's something called eternal friendship. Here it says right here in the bottom. <laughs> Their their mitram, their friendship is sanatana, and it's in relation to Purna Brahma. You can't be friends with Brahma. Like I said, you can love to be in Brahma, but you can't you, you, you can't 
You can love to exist in Brahman, but you can't exist to love. If you want to exist to love, you've got to go somewhere else. You have to go to the, the port of Brahman. And that is the only Krishna. And it means also what is being said in this verse. This, 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 this sakya, it pervades all of uh, the brudge. It touches every corner of brudge. When Krishikesh Ananda, disciple of Prabhupada, said, spend time with Bhana Maharaj, Bhaktivedai Bhana Maharaj, and other uh, sannyasins in the Bodhi Path, um, again had Prabhupada's company. Um, and he, he asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, is everyone, all the acharyas and Gaudi Vaishnavas, are they all in Manjari Bhav? And Prabhupada said, down to Sakya. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay. Things like that. Down to Sakya. Hmm? So, <laughs> just one instance in the beginning, which is, we gave those kind of curious responses. So, uh, means that this, yes, the, 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 the main show of Braj is the Parakiva. That is the central thing. But there, there are supporting characters and roles that make it all possible. Hmm? And in a broader sense, this Sakyabhav extends everywhere. For example, I'm giving an example. It, we, we, we see Sakyaras mixes with Dasaras. Sakiras mixes with Atsalaras. And, relative to Kapitaru's question, Sakiras can be influenced and in that sense mixed, and Yugoslami uses the term mixed, but Yugoslami uses it as well, Mishra, with uh, Madhurya. Now, it's a different kind of mixing. The mixing of Vatsalya and Sakya and Dasya and Sakya, that is one thing. That is called Sankhubhav. So the Bhav is mixed. But the Bhav of the Priyanarma Sakyas, these are the friends of Krishna who are involved in his romantic life in ways that Balaram is not overtly involved. And uh, they are influenced by Madhuryas, but they are not in Sankhubhav. Their bhav is purely sakya, but it's a it's a sakya that's, that's augmented by madhurya rasa for the sake of being a friend in extraordinary circumstances, in all let's say in all circumstances. So Krishna has a romantic life, hmm? and some of his friends want to be with him to assist him in his romantic life. Hmm? In order to, to do that, they have to know something about it. Hmm? So they have some desire for Madhurya Rasa. They have desire for Madhurya Rasa. But they are in Sakya Rasa. Now, according to the science of Rasa, given by Prabhupada if you are in a particular Rasa, and you have a desire for, or you've been attracted, sounds peculiar, but to another Rasa that's compatible, 
Then that other rasa, mukya rasa, one of the, uh, the principal rasas, serves as an udipana, to, to stimulate and uh, uh, the sakya rasa and take it to new heights and allow it to involve it to be um, involved in this case in then the romantic leelas of Krishna. They want to know if you want to help Krishna and you want to help Radha also, they are also they have groups they the Brihanamas have a male group leader and they have female group leader on both sides. So the female group leader the purpose is they through that connection they may develop the kind of sympathy and empathy that's required to give the kind of uh, advice that lovers may need. There's no one in Raj who is more expert in uniting Radha and Krishna during their man, their disputes, than Subhavasaka. We said, by the way, that when Krishna feels a wave of Sakyabhava, Balaram is manifest. And Raghavan Daskaswami has shown us that in his writing, when Radharani feels a wave or Sakyaras, that is Subhavasaka. Very peculiar. Hmm? Very charming. So this is pure Sakyarasa. We say, let's say, maybe influenced is a better word, mixed, hmm? influenced, augmented, such that it reaches new heights of intimacy and excellence that extend beyond that of Atsalyarasa. And almost on a par, in this case, the Priyamarkarinamas, with that of uh, Radharani's attendants, enters into Mahabhav, Ruda Mahabhav, Mandari's Bhavam in the Mahabhav further than that, but this is unknown practically for most devotees, perhaps, but even the Mahan, Jiva Goswami says in Bhakti Sandarbha, even the gopas, some gopas experience mom. This is, can only refer to the part, to the, to the Kriyanarmasakas, who are involved in the mom, the, the disputes of Radha and Krishna, and are, have to understand them, their feelings, so to speak, in order to be empathetic enough to say the right thing to um, bring about the desired result. Hmm? So they're very peculiar and very necessary for this. Uh, intimate union of Radha and Krishna to take place. Mm-hmm. Now this is a type of Sakharas, and I'm just bringing up as an example now just to make the point that the Sakharas is spread throughout the world. It touches all the other sentiments mm-hmm. in ways that none of the other sentiments can. It's also a sentiment in which, which is one of the specialties, in which the love of the, of the coward and the love of Krishna, the love of the coward for Krishna and the love of the, the Krishna for the coward, is the same. There's a sameness to it. Hmm? You can see the love of the parent for the child is different than the child's love for the parent. Right? And the servant and the master. And the love and be loved, it could be similar, but it's also different. Hmm? The love of the man for the woman, the woman for the man, is a slightly different perspective. 
But the point in Sakyaras, which this, this Sakya about this life that emphasizes, it's oneness. We, we just completely want with Krishna. <laughs> this is their oneness. Oneness. How, he's feeling, how we feel about him, he feels exactly the same about us. Hmm? We're the same. There's this very prominent uh, aspect, that and from the confidence. The confidence, it, it breeds confidence in the love. Madhurya Rasa sometimes, some, in some ways, lacks some confidence that leads to mom. He loves me, he loves me not. If he loves me, why is he with me to turn the wrong? I don't love him. Hmm? So, yeah. So if, if it is expressed, experience of all in Sakyarasa, then only in an indirect way, by identifying the mom of the, 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 the divine couple in, in such a way that they can uh, tender to, to, uh, to Krishna, for example, and, and to Radha, in such times as we have all around, we can't do that. But he can't, the reason he can't do that is he can't do that and be the older brother at the same time. Hmm? That Bhatsali would be problematic for that. He can't, he can't be directly involved. Hmm? Um, and, um, and be the older brother. But he is, and he's the older brother. So, um, but that does not mean that he is, uh, 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 not the, not the presiding in one sense over the over the, over the Sakharas, but uh, or that he's not involved in Madhurya Rasa. He's involved in Braj by getting out of the way. And he is the Maria Purusha Krishna. So he's watching out due to his Vatsalya uh, uh, overseeing the behavior of Krishna and taking care of him at the behest of, of Yashoda. He's the older brother. Only a week, but we told him he's watching over him, right? Making sure he does the right thing. If he eats dirt, Balram tells Mother Yashoda. And Krishna says, How could you tell her? What ordeal you put me through? I had to open my mouth. <laughs> and she fainted. Look what you did to Mom. How could you do that to me? What kind of friend are you? Hmm? Well, Mother Yashoda told me, you know, I have to take care of you. Uh, but so he reports on Krishna, <laughs> but he doesn't report on one thing about Krishna. He's looking out for the behavior and the good character of Krishna. Don't you think he'll report about his rivals with Radha? You don't think he knows anything about that? Well, he knows everything about that, but he doesn't report it. Hmm? That's what, and, and because Balram never said anything about it, because it's not. Balram always tells the truth. He's not saying the rumors are there. Hmm? Must not be true. Balram's not. It's boring. So he keeps himself quiet about that. So this is how he expresses himself, hmm? in one sense, in the brush Now, outside of the brush of course, it's a different thing. Outside of the brush let's say, in with all the other avatars, like I said the other day, Balaram's also present, right? He's going there to stage, he's with Krishna. Three's a crowd, he said, but none of this case. There can be Krishna and Balaram and Lakshmi, no problem. Lakshmi, of course, Balaram's there and kind of, a, you know, 
diminutive sense, well, it's a supportive sense. He's the bad set, the, the bad, uh, the shoes, the umbrella, the ramen thread, everything. All these, uh, all the paraphernalia and so forth. He's very much there. I mean, and he's the bad. So he's pretty very much present. Hmm? But in the Brajlila, then, it, it's more covert. Hmm? That's the nature of Brajlila. More covert, but he's involved. But he's involved. And the fact that he's involved also comes out very powerfully in Gorlila. Because as we read this morning, there's no one who, who, who did more to focus and light on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the prospect that in, in, in connection with him, his dispensation, the opportunity for Gopi Bhav coming through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, no one shed more light on that than the Dhananda we read a little bit about it, there's much more to be said. Hmm? Without any books being written, this came out and said, pointed to him. And, uh, we, we, I think in the, when we are this morning, we put it from Dhamma Dastakwada. Gopi Bhav has been given to the world by the Indian who means through Chaitanya who is shedding light on who. In other words, this is the who's Balaram and Borilila. If he says something, the people took it seriously. He was an extraordinary person. So when Balaram said, said, this is worship Goranga, chant the name of Goranga, give the teachings of Goranga, and if you do that, I'll be purchased by you. People began saying, Gor, Gor, we want to be purchased by him. He's a very, very special person, a very extraordinary person. If he speaks for us, if he gives us shelter, then no one can hurt us. This is the feeling. If we have his shelter, then nothing can harm us. And he uplifted the entirety of Bengal, all struck the ground, and empowered his counter friends, the Dasagopal, Paul, for extraordinary, extraordinary material and spiritual welfare. Hmm? What is his name? Prabhupada's, the patron saint of Prabhupada's family, Udharananda. Udharananda. One of the Dwarasagal Pauls. He was named Udharana. Excuse me. Banitinanda Prabhu himself. Udharana. He, Mahaprabhu, of course, commissioned Nitinanda to deliver Bengal. And that's what he did. <laughs> and uh, the whole Subarnabhana community that, that Prabhupada was, was uh, later a member of, was all delivered from their social plight um, by, by regard to and their nominal participation in Gaudi Vaishnavism became substantial participation in Gaudi Vaishnavism. Just to give you an example of his magnanimity, it said that he, he built ten acres of land Size. Uh, it's an American term. I don't know if it's a British term, but uh, it's a big piece of land. Ten of them. Uh, ten acres worth of kitchens to feed Bengal. And then he had another forest that he, that he turned into housing for people. So he was, a, he had, he was so busy. And in the context of that, of course, he's giving Krishna Nam and doing Nam Nam Sankirtan. That he had, like, he's compared to Raghunath, like Raghunath Goswami, 
He had no time to write anything. Goswami is famous for their books, right? Ramana Bhatta Goswami has, didn't write anything. You know what he did? He was the cook. Parada Govinda. And in his mind, he was cooking so many things that they couldn't supply the ideas that he had to offer to Radha Govinda. Keeping people busy trying to supply the ingredients. And of course, what they couldn't supply through Mahasa Puja would be supplied and then it would be available as prasadam. Where did that come from? It came from the mind of Radha Govinda. He had no time to write and to cook. Hmm? And if you ever read Lila Grantas of the Goswami, especially Govinda Lila Amrita or what's Vishnu's book, Krishna Bhagavan Amrita, it's like, is there any time when Krishna's not eating? Madhya Soda, he can't. But the time he gets up, the time he goes out, he's eaten like six times already. <laughs> and then he's sending picnic lunch out, and it's a feast when he comes home, and a snack at night. And so, Travin Bhattas not here, does he? Apparently, that kind of work. We don't have the, the magnanimity of, of these uh, uh, associates of Nityananda and the extent to which, as I say, Nityananda put focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and what he came to offer is uh, unparalleled. So, this is another instance in which we find Balram involved in a particular way in the Madhurya Rasa Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, there are many people who, who, who want to bring him in more directly. Hmm? More directly. Um, we should talk about that. Hmm? So, there's a whole. You, you just, let's look at, we should look now at the romantic life of Balaram. What is the romantic life of Balaram? That will take some time. What is the time now? Ten to twelve. Ten to twelve. So we have to we'll postpone that. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll get to that. What is the romantic life of Balaram? And uh, how does it play out? She bonded, he died, 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 he died